Hi, everyone. Pastor Galen, lead pastor at Shine Hills Church. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. We hope that these podcasts will be a real encouragement to you on your spiritual journey. You can also connect with Cheyenne Hills at CheyenneHills.org. Hope you enjoy the program. Across the street and around the world, Cheyenne Hills. Well, hello again, everybody, and thank you for sticking around and being with us uh, here on the podcast. And Nathan, we're just going to kind of keep rolling here today. Yeah. We kind of we we talked about faith last time, and. Uh, I don't know. We could have kept rolling on that. I, it was kind of amazing to me how, uh, you know, even after we we finished to yeah. stop the clock, right? It's it's such a big topic. It's, right. It's important. Okay, so I'm going to throw another big topic. Okay. I want you to talk more than me this time. Okay. Because okay? I talked way too much last <laughs> no, time. No, no, I enjoyed it. Um, the um, we so we have what we call grow groups. I was in a grow group last night, and uh, the the families in these grow groups have kids that are probably between most of them have eight year olds through I'm going to say thirteen, fourteen. Early teens. And uh, the topic of parenting came up, the difficulty of parenting of the, and especially speaking to Mm -hmm. uh, what's going on with our children and having to deal with the sexuality and for, you know, how do you talk about sexuality, sex to that next generation? And, and uh, just that, you know, every parent, we all have these struggles. I can right. still remember, and I'm, I'll give you this maybe sometime through our podcast of, of how I, the mindset that I, I took when I approached it, I took when I talked to my kids about these important topics, but uh, difficult time. You're, you're yeah. kind of right in the middle of this as well. So right, I right. just wonder if you have want to speak to some of the, the parenting issues and maybe some of the challenges of our No, I, I think that's a really big topic. Yeah. Um, that's also something as my children are growing into the, into their teenage years that that's come up in our ho- home as well. So I look forward to hearing more from you. I, I will say this. I have an older brother who pastors, um, he's 10 years older than I, but Wayne, uh, has taken his children, uh, through a biblical understanding of all those things when they turn yeah. a certain age. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I really appreciate that as I've been able to watch how he's done that and how, I, how I'm attempting to do that now with my family too. But well, it's a big topic. It is a big topic. And what interests me, because I don't have young kids at home, I have grandkids, mm-hmm. but I'm not, I don't, I'm not around, you know, how grandparents, we kind of, we kind of drop right. it. We're like a comment. We come around during birthdays and the fun oh, yeah, times yeah, yeah. and then we could be gone for a long time. Load so, them up on sugar <laughs> and send them all that home. stuff. We're, we're wonderful. And <laughs> I love my role. I'll just tell you, I yeah, love right. my role. But, but I, uh, one of the things I just have noticed that it, to drop in with these kids and where they're, they're living, it's, uh, uh, like, for example, these kids are asking their parents about, is that transgender and what is that, what is right. that person? I don't right. understand what I'm seeing here. Right, that's coming up. That even the swimmer, you know, the that whole that person that won the Leah, well, whatever the name is, Thomas. Yeah, yeah. And and but the kids were picking up on that. I mean, right. pretty young, eight or nine, ten year olds are right. asking their parents, "What what's what is this? Mm-hmm. I don't understand." And so I just thought, man, there there's a lot of things that our kids are being forced to process. Right. And uh, how do you, what do you? A couple of years ago, there was a gentleman that drove over from Nebraska and handed me a book uh, that was supposed to talk about the subject of sexuality in the Omaha public school systems. And it was there was massive funding behind the book. And um, but when you open it up and you have to, I, he said, I want you to look at this book and tell me if it if it bothers you. And I got to the first page and I closed it and I said, I don't want to see this. 
it was to me it looked like pornography and he said no this is being introduced in third grade in the omaha public school system wow and there is a sense we talked about this a couple years ago where it is better that a millstone be hung about a person's neck and they be tossed in the sea than someone become a stumbling block to a child exactly that offend a child and so these are big issues well just a couple weeks ago in florida uh, there was a bill that was passed and signed into law recently by Governor Ron DeSantis that I think is a very good bill. It basically just says that um, we shouldn't be introducing topics like sexuality and transgenderism or any of those kind of things to children third grade and under. Right. That's something that makes common sense to almost anyone. Right. Sadly, a group that has been known for a very long time is supposed to be family friendly. I'm talking about the Disney Corporation. Oh wound up getting caught up in this and actually started pushing against the governor. They were uh, Governor Ron DeSantis. And as they were talking about this, there was this moniker that they attached. They're always good at using fancy labels. They'll say that the bill is called the Don't Say Gay Bill. Hmm. Absolutely not. That's not what he said at all. Not at all. Yeah, not no, no. Yeah. It, basically, what the bill was saying was that these subjects should be off limits until third grade. It's something that should be uh, available for parents to talk about. Right. But we're not going to be uh, trying to push any sort of agenda. Okay, so uh, I, I heard about all this. Yeah. Did, it, did it pass then? Is it, it is it law in Florida? It is law. Okay. It is law. So, But Disney's pushing back, and they're saying, hey, they're crying foul because they're, right. they're calling it. It's the don't say gay bill because right. we can't talk about homosexuality to a third grade and under. Is that the is exactly in transgenderism? Wow. So transgender. what 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 Governor DeSantis actually said was this: he literally called him out. He said, "You have companies like Disney that criticize parents' rights because that's what the really the bill was really about. It was about parental rights and education." He went on to add, he said, "Our policies must be based on the best interest of Florida citizens, not on the music." of woke corporations. He flat called them out, which it has been well past time that people do that. And this is just the latest skirmish that's been ongoing for some time. Yeah. Uh, way back in 1971, this is fascinating to me. Hmm. I did a little research on this, so I'll, I'll just tell you about some of the research. In 1971, uh, there was a memo that was sent to the U.S. Chamber of Commerce by, at the time, he would become a future Supreme Court justice. His name was Lewis Powell, and he wo- uh, warned of the American economic system that was under broad attack. Now, mind you, this was 1971, height of the Cold, Cold War. Hmm. And he said, one of the bewildering paradoxes of our time is the extent to which the enterprise system tolerates, if not participates, in its own destruction. Oh, wow. Now, he, you have to ask the question, why would the Disney com- uh, Corporation do something that promotes a Marxist woke agenda when the basis of their economic growth is actually to try to help families. Right. But now they're doing that. Well, what's happened is they've been infiltrated slowly but surely mm. by people who, and, and it's a long discussion, and we could go really deep into that at some point. But what I really appreciate is his pointing out way back then that these are folks participating in their own destruction. Do you know what he might have been thinking of at that particular time? What kind of companies and... Yeah, so uh, here, exactly. He was highlighting how General Motors, at the time, 1971, was plainly in trouble. And he was talking about a Wall Street Journal article highlighting this. And and he gets into this. He said, um, business executives were learning what college administrators had had to learn before. 
And he said this, one radical demand was conceded only to be followed by a fresh crop, which soon escalated to what amounted to a demand for outright surrender. Hmm. What he was saying was, uh, at that time, he was responding to then Marxism that was coming in and demanding that people concede certain things, certain rights, whether it's free speech or the, the understanding that families are important to society and all those different things. And the moment they conceded to one demand, there was another demand that yes. was even bigger. Oh my that comes gosh. Off. It's the we've way seen Satan that. always works. No, we've seen that over, yeah. for a long... It's like, a, in, give them an inch, they'll take a mile. Or it just never stops the, the onslaught of yeah. the next wave of... Usually it has to do with morality um, That's right. or ethics of some kind, but... Right. Um, so in that particular, in 1971, you said, you said something about GM. Do you know the, the major issue was GM participating or somehow accelerating something? So they had conceded to, uh, demands from the then union that they exceed, uh, uh, accede to certain ideas. Okay. And it was just a never ending process. Exactly. That's what he was warning us. So he was just saying this could turn into something really big. So right. fast forward, you know, I don't know, 50 years, whatever that is. Yeah. And, uh, so then we see this with with Disney, and it's right. interesting. I see what you're saying. Uh, they're promoting this is a family time, right? But they're also saying, you know, within our. So, what is this going to look like for Disney within our movies? Within our, right. uh, they're going to have characters that are right. more homosexual or transgender. Is that what you're saying? The way the Tempest started was that uh, employees within the Disney Corporation got angry with the Disney leadership saying okay. that um, you should do more to stand against laws like this. Gotcha. So their CEO basically uh, uh, made the statement, no, we don't, we don't want to get involved in uh, legislative debates like this. Right. And basically what he then followed up with was he was making the statement, what we want to do is change the culture through our product. Oh, wow. Now, what does that mean? Let's unpack that for a second. Yeah, I'd like to know. Basically, what he's saying is our, our the things that we put together, the things that we release to to the world, will try to push an agenda. In this case, a radical LGBTQ plus agenda into the world through their products. Now, that begs the question: as a Christian, how do I feel about supporting the Disney Corporation yeah. at this point? Wow. And this is stuff that just this morning uh, there was more news that was released of a behind the scenes video. Uh, within the Disney Corporation, where they even spelled it out more clearly. And so we just have to ask, at what point, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4, tells us that we should bring up our children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Right. That we need to train up a child in the way they'll sh they should go, and when they're old, they'll not depart from it. Mm. Uh, that's uh, from the book of Proverbs. So we look at that truth. How do we train up children? And then look, wait a second, there are other people that are trying to teach them an idea that is absolutely at odds, not only with the scripture, but yeah. even at odds with science and an understanding of that. Right. And then we look at our own community. So I think we really need to bring this out too. Um, our own community just recently passed something through the uh, town council. And I'm so proud of one of the town council members. Her, her name is Michelle Aldrich. And she was very clear. She said, this kind of uh, law, this kind of ordinance shouldn't be here in, in Cheyenne. But the rest of the town council and our mayor 
decided that they were going to pass something called a bias crimes ordinance. And the argument was from, from the local Cheyenne Chamber of Commerce, their, their representative, that we needed to be on the right side of history. Now, have you ever heard that term before? Yeah, I've heard it before. It literally is yeah. a Marxist term. Yeah. It comes from the Hegelian dialectic, and that was being pushed by someone locally representing the uh, Cheyenne Chamber of Commerce, a guy who also tried to say, well, this is the ultimate Christian thing to do, and yet he's using terminology that comes mm -hmm. from the Hegelian dialectic, the Marxist dialectic, mm -hmm. the right side of history. And his argument was that things like Walmart and Amazon and Microsoft and other businesses won't do business in Wyoming unless we uh, uh, have this as a part. Of yeah, that. unless we go with the woke agenda, the same thing that's happening with Disney. Oh, is that right? But here's the thing. Wow. I just want to pose the question. Huh. We have a massive Walmart distribution center uh, to, to the west of us here. What he would be saying is that unless we go woke in Cheyenne, that we should that we're going to lose the distribution center and all the Walmarts in Wyoming are going to close. I just don't imagine that happening. Yeah. Or that Microsoft is going to close its stuff. So we have to ask, hmm. is it time that people in Wyoming will stand up, kind of like Ron DeSantis was willing to do, hmm. and say, you know, we're not going to bow to your radical ideology. No. We're going to stand for truth. So go back to this 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 ordinance. Is it ordinance that was yes. passed? Yeah. And so I was I was kind of... I don't know. I was in the know about some of this, and I was informed that there was some wording change that I don't know that was more, that was less, I don't know, extreme. Is that was that true? Is there some truth in that or not? That's exactly how they pitched it, and yet uh, at the last minute. So this is something that slid in at the last minute. They called it a cleanup, but then they realigned it according to the Wyoming statutes. And in the Wyoming statutes, when you go there, so it looks like nothing if you just look at it on a sheet of paper, because it just has, it says WS and then a bunch of numbers. It's telling you, go to the Wyoming statutes and this specific statute. And in there, they literally talk about causing, I forget the exact wording, it's like psychological harm. Okay. So the potential in this cleanup is that we maybe have exposed ourselves to where any sort of critique for what they just called, it goes way beyond. Yeah, just who decides whether it's psychological harm or not? That's the big question. It's always the question. So that is who, the question. Who, in this case, what is it? And that's something that would have the that courts? Would go to court. Really? Exactly. So if somebody says, um, if you say something that's, that was offensive in some way, yeah, um, and that caused, maybe, maybe it's inadvertent, maybe it was, maybe it was, I, I obviously it's for the extreme things that are yeah. out there. And I know that some of those issues are out there that, that have been said things that have been said. And it's like, they're trying, we're trying to legislate morality yeah. and that what happens is right. these kind of things. So let's just say it's someone accuses somebody, Hey, you made an accusation to me that was extreme harm. Then it goes to the courts. And I guess this is just going to be legislated or, or what I see in that, the, the danger for a pastor is like, I speak against, uh, homosexuality yeah. or whatever it may be not right. against, but I mean saying this is, here's God's ideal is right. one man, one woman, holy matrimony. Here's the ideal. Mm -hmm. And yes, God's God loves all and there's sin and all I I, you know, I package it. I don't come right off and just, mm -hmm. you know, single out right. one particular sin. I don't do that. But at the same time, if it comes across that, wait a minute, you're not going to do a same sex marriage. Right. Okay. Right. And then that's offensive or hurtful. Could that, could that potentially go to court? That's the question at hand. And yeah. by changing that through a supposed cleanup, 
we've left ourselves in a very difficult position. Have you heard the term lawfare? No. Where people will use the law and suing other people who may or may not have enough money to actually mount a defense of themselves. Okay. And so knowing that, there are groups out there that will continuously bring people in court. They'll, they'll place a suit, and then and that's happened over and over and over again wow. across the country. They call it lawfare. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a person absolutely may not agree with you but they'll, they'll be willing to back down because they don't have the ability to mount any sort of defense financially. Right. And so here we have it. Laws like this, we already know in Canada, yeah. is being used to silence I was going to ask you, that's yeah. exactly what's happening to pastors in right. Canada, isn't it? It's, it the it's same? a more extreme version, okay. but it's the same basic kernel gotcha. that, that builds into that. Or recently in West Lafayette, Indiana, there was a guy that tried to pass something like this, and all of Indiana rose up. But here in Wyoming, where most people think, well, this is something that happens over there, it's over there. No, we have people, and I I think we really need to visit with the uh, Cheyenne Town Council Hmm. and ask, why in the world, when the rest of the world is starting to wake up to the reality of all of this stuff, what you've just done is you've compelled us to try to go woke. Well, no, no. There are many citizens in Wyoming who are actually awake to that woke ideology, yeah, and we're and not going to go with it anymore. Yeah, right. Oh, and we man. need to ask that of our mayor. Bless his heart. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry to hear all that. Yeah. I, I actually thought it was more benign than that, but now you've you've heightened no, it. It's, it's it was a last-minute change that happened just Is at that the last right? minute. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I, Supposedly I, as a cleanup. Yeah. Well, I guess I wasn't – like a lot of those things, I you know, you kind of pay attention, and then you get – distracted right. on other things but thanks for for bringing that yeah. to our attention but okay so in our in our group last night one of the one of the guys and said this and then everybody was chiming in and i can't remember exactly what the issues were but they were saying that, that they are i think the transgender issue was the main one but we're starting to see because of the transgender that swimmer and right. maybe some other some of those other stories that are out there the people are starting to, to wake up to that woke yeah. ideology and they're coming back to more of a okay well that's too extreme right and they're coming back to a i don't know sure where where people are but i just thought it was interesting that his observation maybe we looked at uh, the black lives matter and the the you know the things in in portland and in in seattle and they're saying wait that's that's too far you know and they're not we're not uh we're not advocating those that kind of uh, radicalism or whatever, whatever you might want to say, and that they're coming back to more of a central place. I just thought it was interesting to hear people's ob- observation of that right. in, in a lot of different arenas. Right. Well, here's one of the challenges. History does but go. But apparently not in Wyoming. We're just we're just pushing that to the edge. Right. Well, what happens here, I think, is that the debate will swirl all around us, all over the nation. And then somehow after everybody else is starting to realize, ooh, there's a real problem, is right about the time it finally hits in Wyoming. Oh, gotcha. And we have the opportunity to learn from everybody else, but oftentimes we don't. Yeah. And so we, we're, it's a very, it's a tragic thing to watch, yeah. especially when you're watching it firsthand. And, and it's like something like this, um, where there are changes at the very last minute, where something that is not great, but it's fairly benign, all of a sudden gets changed. And we're all left thinking, oh my goodness, what in the world? What yeah. just happened here? Yeah. And so it's a tragedy to watch. But here's the thing. Um, history does go through cycles. Yeah. Okay. And when people talk about being on the right side of history, in reality, if you're on any side of history that isn't in line with truth, 
Yeah. You're always on the wrong side of history. Right. And so this term that's been used by Marxists throughout the ages um, is something that really, I think, lines up more or less with the Christian perspective. Because as we study out history, what we find is anytime someone tries to tell you something that doesn't line up with truth, mm -hmm. error comes and goes. Mm -hmm. Truth remains. That's right. And so we're on the right side if we just live by biblical well, and, truth. And honestly, you know, truth is truth. God's All truth right. is is God's truth if it's true truth. And true truth is, you know, let's just go back to marriage, one man, one woman. Mm -hmm. If you if you are saying a, a, a biological male is a, is a male, and if you look at the stat statistics of the number of suicides that have people have gone down the transgender, maybe one to reverse their right. their thoughts on this, the, this, the rate of suicide, it's like they are messing with truth. It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. And it's yeah. like, you know, they're, they're blinded to it or, I, you know, everybody's got right. their own reasoning for it. And some people think it's, they're born this way or whatever. I, I can just tell you that it's not consistent with the way that we're designed by God and God's made us a certain way. And then, but, but if you allow something to push itself to its extreme, and, and I'm going to bring up two controversial ones, but the one is... We, we let this go and move. And so you push this idea to the extreme. You can identify as, if you're a boy, you can identify as a female. If you, you can identify however you want to. Okay, now you can actually become a female and you can actually compete against females. Mm -hmm. So it keeps going, right? right? And finally, finally the public gets it and says, you know, we were saying it a long time ago. No, there's, mm -hmm. God said there's male and female. Right. That's the truth. Right. And if you go across those lines and you push it clear to the end, now people are saying, oh, wait a minute. It's, this is affecting girls' sports and, the, you know, right. women's sports and whatnot. And so you push it to the end, you realize something's not right here. Right, exactly. We could have avoided a lot of... Let me point out something, because you brought this up a few minutes ago, that talked about the rate of uh, suicide um, yeah. in, in, in the population we're talking about. And I'll tell you a story, and then I'll come back and, and point something out. It is a tragedy when anyone commits suicide. There was um, one of the most, one of the foremost individuals who advocates for uh, this, um, the kind of lifestyle we're talking about, stopped me in the Capitol building last year and uh, told me a story and said that there was an individual who had just taken their life mm. uh, at the University of Wyoming. Mm. And I said, that's a tragedy. And she turned to me and said, uh, or I, I'm, I said, I'm sorry, that breaks my heart. And she turned to me and she said, does it really? And I said, absolutely it yeah. does. Yeah, it, it really does. And yeah. there's this assumption, and this is the thing that we have to point out. There's an assumption for some who believe that Christians, uh, because we don't affirm oh, everything, so true, are causing people to commit suicide, when what we would point out is, no, no, no. Yeah. There are individuals out there that are struggling within themselves. Yeah. And they actually need someone who will listen to them, yep. who will come alongside and love them. Yep. There's, a, there's a gentleman I met a couple of years ago in Atlanta, Georgia. He was the very first man to ever get a transgender driver's license. He was in the state of Oregon. He was a U.S. Army man at the time. And, uh, and, and what he had done is they were going to pay for his transgender surgery. This is around 2017. And a couple of weeks before, he already had uh, taken a bunch of hormones mm. and was building all these things up. 
And yet a couple of weeks before he realized, because they finally told him, did you know, if you do this surgery, you're going to have to have a, basically another surgery every year for the rest of your life because oh. your body's going to try to heal itself. Wow. And so you just have to be ready for all this. And he started thinking about it and he said, absolutely. No, I don't want to do that. I, I don't want to go through that. Wow, and all of a sudden the people that were supposedly affirming began to even send him hate mail. Really? He had to move from Oregon to another place and it just broke his heart. What he found out is they keep saying that Christians are not affirming when really what they're looking at is they're looking for people to become their political pawns. Oh, and so what happened is he reached oh, out to man. someone just to ask for some prayer. Yeah. That individual put him in touch with a family policy alliance group. Wow. And when we reached out to him and just how are you doing? Yeah. And a man prayed with him on the phone and pretty soon he was telling me this story. I was sitting at breakfast with him. He's telling me this story and he mm. began to weep. He was about wow. to talk to a large group of people, he began to weep. And he said, Christians were not at all like what I, I had been told by oh, other people. Man, that's good. Yeah. And, um, last year, um, the then president of family policy Alliance actually after months and months of talking to him and just trying to help him and, and everything else, he actually led that man to the Lord. Wow. Now that man truly is affirmed. Hmm. And yet we have individuals that will, they really question whether our heart breaks when someone commits suicide. Yeah, oh it does. Yeah, That's a person created in the imago dei, in yeah, the absolutely. image of God. And we care. And, and you know, we do not, I, at least I'll speak for myself. I am not in the job of, that's not my business to condemn. Absolutely. That, right. It's, uh, you know, to, to warn concern and give hope and, you know, life and peace and all those. That's what Christ came to do. And he right. gave that to us. And, and, uh, you know, yeah, I, maybe I'm, I'm not broken in the way that, that we're all broken Everyone's and God is, broken. we've all been it's put back together in some way. Scripture. And so, yeah, we, I mean, we preach that all the time, but that right. sometimes that doesn't get out. Right. I don't know how they get that message out, At but I appreciate of, that. Yeah. I'm glad to know that there's a, yeah. it's nice to, to, to feel a victory yeah, with this, this guy. This guy. At the end of the day, the Christian message is that is one of love. Yeah. That everyone is broken. Yeah. But God is here to heal the broken heart. It's actually right. And he loves us so much that according to John 3:16, God so loved the world and that's us that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Right. So when we talk about love, it doesn't say that wherever you are just feel good right there. Hmm. Is saying, no, no, I know you feel uncomfortable where you are. Let me show you how to restore, be restored right. to fellowship, first of all, with God and to uh, a, a reality that is when you are willing to actually operate within the sense of, of biology and reality, yeah. you can find healing. Yeah. And that comes through an understanding of God in man. Yeah. Well said. Well, we kind of waded through some heavy topics yeah. today, <laughs> but I think it's important. Yeah. People need to yeah. know, even in our community, there's things that happen that we don't know, and that's that's why Family Policy Alliance is around, and I'm glad you're there. So, Amen. Well, it does take courage. It does take strength, and we've always tell you, as, as God told Joshua, to be strong and very courageous. God bless you all.